Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Women. My name is Benedicta Jumba, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, hello, people of danger. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode. It's an honor and pleasure to be back with few people of the internet. It's February. It's February, you know, one thing it means. It's Black History Month in the US, but not only. A lot, a lot of people, yes, it's that time of the month. Yes, it's that time of the year. Yes, it is just so Black History Month always makes me so happy makes me so excited throughout the years when i was abroad i worked on fourth edition of black history month as well gave her to co-create create black history month for free in the previous institution that i was working in and it's one of the most consistent initiatives that's been in rome and this year has come to its fifth edition it's been beautiful right now i have the honor and privilege to be in florence and work with the team of black history month florence which has been around for nine years, co-founded by Justin Thompson and co-directed by right now by Justin Thompson and Janine Cahill. It's an honor and privilege to be working around these people. There is a whole little team of us black folks, especially us black ladies. Come on, let's come true here in Florence. And it's been an honor and privilege working on this. I tell you all the time, like if you've been here, you know. But if you're here for the first time, I just want to share with you like what means black history month for me. For me, it's an honor and privilege of work, working on an initiative like this. Because especially growing up, I used to feel a lot of shame around my blackness and being from Ghana, being from African continent. The, the society around me, the messages that were sent to me, it was that as a black person, I was not valuable, especially being a black person from Africa. Fast forward now, more than 20 years later, it's an honor and privilege seriously working on this kind of initiatives and being surrounded by community while working on those because it's just like, it's not given, you know? You are told in history books that you your people people that look like you have been enslaved and colonized no nobody shares about the contribution nobody shares about the difference we are made around the world and learning about those differences learning at least one about one person okay that's made a difference can really impact your life because i still remember the day that i learned about martin luther king i was so inspired i was okay this is something that i would like to do i don't i would not do this an exact way as martin luther king did but i would uplift the people that look like me and people that do struggle and do have challenges around the world i do want to make a difference and that was the literally almost one of the only or the few black people that i heard about in school so having the opportunity to learn even more about black history and working curating caring for community also not just caring for community i would like say this helping to build a community because this should be of course within the current institution i'm working with I'm still in Kisiruma, Florence, the recovery plan. And if you are in Florence, you should definitely come to Via Santa Reparata, which is the place to come to see the recovery plan, which is a space and archive for black history. Because even within the institution that I'm currently working in, we have opportunity to bring some people in. Last week, we had had an amazing conversation with Jessica Harris and we spoke to the representation of African-American women within Italian media. And did you know that within the 70s and the 80s, even the 60s as well, they were 
black actors that were work actors models that were working on Italian TV. Did you know that? Like I heard of some, I heard of some women of African descent working on that, but I didn't know they were actually African American women. There was this model named Luna that she, I like, she was described always with this colonial gaze. At the same time, said like, oh, she's so beautiful, but she's so exotic, and it's so interesting hearing about her and like, hearing how differently she was perceived compared to other actresses that were black but of African descent. They were they were more fetishized, fetis while Luna as African-American was seen as an individual, but at the same time still being seen as exotic. So it was interesting and it's interesting how Italy plays with it. The, even the African-American vision and escapism idea. It's interesting how like in the US people don't see Europe as the place where most of racist ideas were born actually. It's still as a place of escapism. So it's been a very interesting conversation. But working differently on Black History Month this past uh, few months has been almost, I don't know how to describe it, has been at the same time a pleasure although I feel like I missed something because I've been working on this for such a long time and and sometimes I may sleep last night, I will, a lot of my energy will go towards this work. Uh, throughout the years, I will spend months researching for artists, curating, finding the right people to write to speak, organizing their own exhibitions and things like that. But being in this space in which you are surrounded by a team and you get to collaborate with people is definitely an honor and a privilege. And what I wish people would understand is the fact that you don't have to just do this alone. You can do this with other people when everything is shared I think it feels, it feels better. It's amazing. Always remember Black History Month is happening also in Italy, a different city. I said Florence. Florence has come to its ninth edition. Go ahead and follow our Black History Month Florence on Instagram. Also, we have Black History Month Torino. We have Black History Month Imola. We have Black History Month at Temple University in Rome. And we have Black History Month somewhere else. Definitely, we have it somewhere else too. So, don't forget to check all the initiatives around the country. Oh, Black History Milan just launched. So, you should be, you should also check them out as well and uh, i think it's powerful because we have to tell our history because one of the issues is the fact that we're not telling our history or we're not acknowledging where our history has been told especially as black italians because let me tell you i don't like when people only talk about black uh, history only from the u.s perspective as much as black history is born in the united states in 1926 we have to acknowledge also when the history is happening around us we have black people that were Working in this country in Italy that making the difference, creating different spaces. We have to acknowledge, celebrate them, and celebrate initiatives show up. I'm tired of people saying like, oh yeah, it's because of the Americans that we can do this. No. Us as black Italians, we are doing our bits and we should celebrate us and uplift our voices and share about all the initiatives that are happening around us. We really need to build a network and on competition i don't feel like there is a competition but what i wish is people will we will celebrate and see each other more and see each other with the fullness i can see each other to the fullness of ourselves we sometimes tend to maybe criticize each other a little bit too much or not fully acknowledge what we're doing but if you hear about somebody working with these initiatives let it be in whichever city they find themselves in let's celebrate 
celebrate, let uplift each other and build choral history. Let it let us sound like a choir because in a few years down the line, hear about this history of this act of Luna made me sad on a certain extent because I didn't know this uh, black American actress and model was in Italy and working in the 70s or the 60s. Imagine like if I would have knew even as I was younger outside of Naomi Campbell, I would have been like, oh, that's so interesting where people like before me, but not talking about it, it, it we lose pieces. And I don't ever want to look like 50, 100 years, 150 years down the line and people, oh, they were not like black people in Italy. Mm-mm-mm. Let it not be this be told about us in this country. Amen. Amen to that. February is such an interesting month. It's quite busy. You are at different events. You're speaking with different people. Also, it's good and cheerful and celebratory. And talking about also representation and talking about the fact that we need to tell chorus stories. Last week, I had an opportunity to be in such a unique space and talking about also being seen talking about being seen. Being seen is something that really like matters to me a lot. And I think despite being quite a public figure throughout the year, public figure, let's not exaggerate, but like, like I'm kind of, and yeah, I know people within different activities in circles, which you know, and stuff like that. So I kind of have a semi-public persona. But it's not given that you are seen. Oftentimes I don't feel seen. Oftentimes I feel like my work is not recognized. Oftentimes I don't see like being considered by people. So being able to be seen, I think especially in the last few years, I have a special group of friends. I think that are able to see me to the fullness has really made me grateful. I appreciate it and give me also a new understanding of what I need in friendship. And so also thanks to my friend Marfi Tomadine, who is a, is a psychologist and is a psychotherapist in training. He invited me to come by a Kolafe who is a psychologist, is a psychotherapist, is a philosopher, Nigerian and she has so many thoughts on so many different topics from social justice to, to philosophy. I was like I don't know if I'm go- I should go. I don't know if I'm going. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My friend was like you should come. I told you you should come. You will not regret it. I will go off you dinner if you come but you should come. And let me say thank you to my friend. Like I know something to listen to this podcast. I appreciate that because somebody that cares that's what i mean when you are seen and you feel cared for because my friend knew that that's something that i would have needed and would have uplifted me as well in the work that i do and so that's what i said on this a few days ago i said like it's so important to have friends that care about your care because it's not given that people care about your care and your well-being because oftentimes there's, there are spaces that are people that they seem maybe they sh- you think like they should care about your care and your well-being but actually people care more about what they can get for you than uh, they care more about that than your well-being and so seeing that has really touched my heart and be in that space be with people if you know me well enough you know that I don't like hugging people that much like hug people from time to time but uh, I'm not really like which is also something interesting to unpack because before i used to hug people a lot then at some point i stopped but hugging people is not one of my favorite things hug people that really feel close and tight to like and my friends especially the ones that saw in milan that people that i would hug very easily and so it was very nice 
nice for me to be around the space, see people I haven't seen in a while, people ready to uplift, to encourage, speak to each other. Like literally in the first five minutes I arrived there, I was speaking, we was, I was speaking with people or encouraging each other. It was super nice and just listening the word of Bayakulafa has been such a blessing because it spoke about so many things from just social justice to thinking in different ways where we think about this world. We expand our thinking to think sideways and not one way. It really challenges the way of thought, especially for us raising the West, for us raised around whiteness when whiteness is the mainstream. Bayo talks about whiteness. It doesn't talk about all about white people, but it speaks about almost like it's a frame of mind, this idea of purity. And it's so important because it's present also in Africa. And this kind of helped me also reconcile about some things about the trip in Ghana that did not see right with me. And so you see how whiteness is still remains the standard also even within Africa as well and uh, talk about so many things how to do social justice differently and they spoke also about post-activism and so many other things that I really you all hope and hope pray believe for me that I'll be able to have this conversation would be a dream of mine to be able to have like biocola affair on this podcast because literally I feel like it challenges the way you think and the way you live the world and the way do you perceive the world we need that even as activists because sometimes activists we think we are figured it out because we stand for justice with for changes but actually maybe we have it because especially if we have been within a certain system and we work as antagonists to a system at some point this become tiring so we have to think about it in a new different way in a way that doesn't strengthen the system but it makes it weaker and it brings us closer to a goal to achieve justice. That's, that's been such a great time. Also, I want to talk as this February as well, talking about social justice to a certain extent. In Italy, we have the Festival di Sanremo, the Festival of Italian Music. And it's an interesting place because it's a place in which people sometimes try to send messages regarding social justice. For example, last week, we have Paola Gonu. Last week, last year, we of Paolo Gonu, an Italian volleyball player, one of the top players around the world. Every time, every time, whenever people speak about it, more speaking about how talented she is, they talk about her skin color and race, um, the fact that she doesn't want to play for Italy and things like that. It was very good to see her because to a certain extent she actually this idea of the way that she perceived by Italian people. But it's very important. This stage is interesting because on one, th- on one side, I think, is the most basic stage that ca- it can exist. Quintessential Italian culture. So messages that are quite like, oh, like we want peace in the world. We're going to live together. And also it's kind of very traditional. It's not, it's not too radical. But every now and then you see, oh, same-sex people kissing each other. You see people dressing quite transgressively you see people try not to stay within the binary framework so you do see challenges to the system and you do also like see a change within Italian music because you see trappers getting more like sound different kind of sounds I guess within Italian music and then you have people like Gali which I do like I do like Gali I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I do like Gali Gali is the rapper is a singer and is uh, is, is originally his background is Tunisian both his 
Spiral Tunisia and was born and raised in Milan, the Baggio area. It's, I'm so glad that I participated in the Sarema Festival and I decided to use this platform to talk about like when the way foreigners are perceived in Italy, the way is perceived as an Italian of foreign descent, and also talking about the genocide that's happening in Gaza. Israeli embassy in Italy was not happy, but do we care? No, we don't. Because he was just talking about bombing hospitals, but the Israeli embassy took it as an attack on themselves. I would say to South Africa is the one that taken another case to the International Court of Justice. I'm gonna give this as proof because I don't care. Like at this point, they need to stop with that nonsense. And it's been very, it's been very interesting. Like a few days ago, I sang about like Cara Italia, which is a song where it says like he loves Italy despite everything that happens. And when he also criticizes Italian government, but if he is that in Italy, when people hear him talk and he's criticizing the country, they think he's only talking about fascist people, but it's actually criticizing the old system. It's also criticizing both left and right parties, which throughout the years, they actually were in not changing the laws especially when it comes to immigration and also when it comes to citizenship law because the central democratic party has, pa has paved the way literally for fascism to get into this country and get into power officially because the fact that they did not vote citizenship law that would allow one million children of foreign descent of migrants to become Italian citizens through a much easier pathway rather than waiting 80 years or more before becoming Italian citizen. But that responsibility was not on the right. I think it's too easy to say like, oh, the fascists are bad people and hence this is why we are in this situation. No, no, no. Intentions are not enough when we're talking about social justice. So I appreciate God using his platform to talk about like how he feels as an Italian of understand the fact that he's a real Italian he decided to sing Toto Cotugno Italiano Vero which is a simple song for so many migrants French generation Italians it's such a song I, my, my parents can sing this song for you on the spot Sono Italiano Vero Lasciatemi cantare con la chitarra in mano and I'm gonna stop because if not <laughs> Spotify is going to censor me and is gonna call me for plagiarism or something I'm gonna be censored by Spotify so let me stop and let me not just sing anyhow on this platform so it's been interesting also another singer singer as well spoke about uh, a ceasefire and that people call it for peace but you know when people call it for peace it's just very like we're not talking about a specific issue are we could Gali do better of course it could because on one side it's sponsored by Kia McDonald's which is to be boycotted of course but also that I had Jesus's money he donated a, a ship to Mediterranean which is this NGO that works on saving people in the Mediterranean Sea so on one side I can see like it's trying it's trying to bring issues trying to be concrete a few years ago he was very like i'm not talking about politics but how he has changed i wish you throughout time it becomes more radical to a certain extent and decides to draw also with free certain sponsorship as well so to in order to in order to be more coherent with his political standing with that being said let's talk about like things that are happening right now in february another event let's talk about afcon hmm. as <laughs> 
that is Tunisia, right? So here we're talking about Africa, Africa Cup of Nation. Hey, Nigeria and Ivory Coast are in the finals. People are looking in my direction, asking me who I'm supporting. Nigerians are coming to me as a Ghanaian, asking me who I'm supporting. My dear friends, my dearest of friends, I'm not supporting Nigeria. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know we are close. Because especially my last tribe, I think it's closer to Nigerian than Ghanaians themselves. Okay? But my mom, she's on the fancy side. Fancy side neighbors with Ivory Coast. So I might as well support Ivory Coast at this point. Because... Ivory Coast, at least they don't insult Ghanaians as much as Nigerians do. That's all I have to say for you guys. Because let's be honest, every time Nigerians, Ghana has left and you still have Ghana's name in your mouth. Keep the Ghana name out of your freaking mouth, people. Leave us alone. We know the team sucks. You've been there. So relax. There is no need to insult us, okay? Just leave us alone. I see every day bothering it is. We just stand by our business. So I'm a big request for tomorrow's final. I'm sorry to my Nigerian friend. Although I love you, we love Bernard Boy, we love Red Skin, but it's not every day insulting us, you know. It's not every day insulting Ghanaian people. Thank you so much. So anyways, also I wanna shout out to the Congolese team for the stage to arrive, to arrive into the semi-finals, especially in a country that throughout the years has been struggling a lot with general sites, there have been cases of rape as well. So I wanna really command the Congolese player that they decided to use their stage that they had to talk about what's happening in the eastern region of Congo. We always have to remember that Congo is one of the places in which we have the materials that are used, cobalt, that are used for our technologies that we're using right now. And because of that, people in Congo are struggling, they've been killed, there's been war that's been fueled because we always have to remember that war is not endemic to Africans. It's oftentimes these wars are fueled by outside power, by the colonizers that do want to tear apart like the society and want to exploit these resources. And we always have to be conscious of the way we consume, we eat, we spend our money. So let's think about it when we buy our phones, let's think how to reuse it, if we get a refurbished, if we let's keep our technology for a long time because this impacts the daily life of the people especially in congo but we also have not to forget about sudan which is the area also of in which genocide instability has been happening and since like last year but especially throughout the years so let's use our voices to talk about these issues educate ourselves and meet i also have to educate myself more on these issues because i feel that as we're thinking that as sometimes we ended up thinking that there's so like endemic that have been happening for a long time especially in africa that we kind of give it a oh it's a given that this is happening in this place no it's not a given it shouldn't be known so that's why it's our duty to educate ourselves try to understand learn more and uh, make sure to like do better choices 
when it comes even just the way that we purchase the way that we vote it will free our daily life so with that being said i want you to thank you thank you all for listening to the podcast uh, i don't have i don't know if i have an uplifting note for you guys these days it's not easy to know life is not easy people oh life is not easy i don't know how to unpack this right now the way i'm feeling right now but i really try to push through because i want to stay happy i want to stay cheerful for many years i was really down so i really want to try i want to try to push myself to stay happy stay cheerful and live voices and do things that i love like the podcast please listen to this podcast like it share it comment subscribe do whatever you need to do follow me on instagram chronicles of black italian women tell a friend to tell another friend about the podcast and also you can follow my personal page as smiley benny uh with double y uh, i appreciate you don't forget to see and love other people you care about and don't forget to tell the full story not part of the story and let's celebrate and lift each other especially as black community thank you so much take good care ciao ciao